Good morning. I'm going to be sharing about seeds. And this morning I wore my Guatemalan huipil that was woven by a Kekchi woman. And the circles are all representing seeds. What seeds have been planted in me that have grown into faith in God? The types of seeds and their growing seasons are numerous and varied. Seeds of the stories and words of the Bible learned in Sunday school, worship services, songs, and summer camp. Seeds of discussing hot topics in Mennonite Youth Fellowship on Wednesday evenings. Seeds of learning about martyrs, and not just Mennonite martyrs, people who died for their faith. Seeds of being invited to wrestle with the paradoxes of life and the problem of evil while hearing about and experiencing God's grace. Seeds of being asked, how's your relationship with God going? And then being really listened to, encouraged and challenged to develop a personal relationship with Jesus. Seeds of worshiping with Christians from varied streams of Christian tradition and encountering God in charismatic ways. Seeds of sensing a call to become a nurse and then to teach nursing and to notice that God is leading me even when I don't always pay attention to him. Seeds of Jesus deeply comforting me through his invitation to give him my burdens, take up my cross and follow him, especially noted when I was in pain or was experiencing loss and suffering, but more often when witnessing the suffering of too many others. Seeds of my loving parents, siblings, husband, my children, and church family that showed me and still shows me what the body of Christ looks like and how it ministers to the world. Seeds of prayer partners and pastors, friends and family who pray with me and for me. Some of these seeds are as tiny as a mustard seed and others are more like black walnuts. Some of them have produced seasons of faith that are vibrant all year long and others have had periods of fallow. All of them are still growing, growing into faith in some way. Praise be to God. What have I done to cultivate the soil of my faith? In 1986, a book was published titled, All I Really Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. You may have read it. I might write a sequel titled, The Rest I've Learned from Children. In all three Gospels, Jesus teaches us that adults need to develop childlike faith. Kay and I became empty nesters about 15 years ago, and my world became populated with adults. Three years ago, we moved to the Shenandoah Valley after 35 years in Minneapolis-St. Paul. COVID 
and the proximity to our two daughters and their families created the opportunity for us to provide grandchild care. Several were infants. Soil is dynamic, constantly changing. Soil might have been rock, vegetable matter, animal matter. We can impact the soil for good or for ill. Composting, tilling, rotating crops, wisely selecting seeds, all that makes a difference. We can steward the soil or we can abuse it. A wise farmer or gardener takes a stewardship approach to the soil, even if they don't directly benefit from it. During the past several years, while daily taking care of young children, we've observed some traits of infants and young children that Jesus just might have been referring to in the gospel passages. First, unconditional trust from the children, from the parents to us. Think about how relaxed an infant is when you hold them in your arms. Second, joy in living in the moment without anxiety, without regret. Third, curiosity of their surroundings, large and small, from clouds in the sky to ants crawling up a flower stem. Openness to new experiences as they first learn to grasp, crawl, stand, walk, and finally run an absence of judgment without preconceived notions and ability to change as they develop physically, mentally, emotionally. Each stage is a very short season. In reflecting on these three years of grandchild care, I believe these observations were possible for several reasons. First, we engaged these young children with an open mind. Second, we spent time together, significant time over weeks and months. Third, we focused our attention on them being observant of the world as they experienced it. These past years of childcare have nurtured my soul, the soil of my faith. If it takes a village to raise a child, perhaps it takes children to nurture the soul and the faith of adults. In all three gospels, Jesus admonishes adults to develop childlike faith. Perhaps if we each engage a child or a young person with an attitude that's curious, observant, and receptive to their life experiences, the soil of our faith may be nurtured like a child. Thank you. In the garden of faith that surrounds the house of being where I dwell, I am the gardener. I've designed this garden. I tend it. I decide if plants are flowers or weeds. I'm the one who chops away at invasive thoughts, pulls out dragons, prunes back the gnarly vines, 
When it is well tended, my garden delights me. I've been smitten by its beauty. I've also been disappointed at how much time and effort it requires. I've given up. I've started over. Most often, I come to the garden alone. It's just me, me in the dirt, me in the sedum, me in the fig tree that might wither, might produce fruit. Over the years, I've noticed that the more often I visit the garden, even just to walk there, the more it flourishes. The more often I touch the soil, the more willing I am to sink my hands even deeper into the clay to move things around. I've also learned that the more often I invite others to come to the garden with me, the more beautiful it becomes. Some faith friends comment on what could be a walking path, a color combination, a border, a sculpture created from junk. Some offer seeds of practice, some of which look lovely in their gardens, but not so much in mine. When I come to the garden alone, there is a voice I hear. Never at my bidding. But often, if I wait a while, and if I listen, the voice does disclose what is beauty. I'm the gardener. But the voice is the master gardener in whom all mysteries of growth reside and whose, in whose presence my fears are unmuddled, my imagination is unleashed, and the rigid places within me are softened. I am a gardener. I love tending to the soil in the spring. I like planting seeds and watching them sprout under grow lights in the basement. I enjoy making the straight rows out in the garden and seeing everything neat and tidy, mulched and ready for a new growth to take place. The hardest part about gardening for me, though, is the harvest. So when I told Phil that I was willing to do any of the five themes we are sharing about today and was given the questions for the harvest, I realized I maybe should have said I would do any of the other four. <laughs> I struggle to keep up the energy to pick the beans, wash them, snap them, and freeze them as we get to the end of summer. I feel frustrated when our cucumbers struggle to grow yet another year. And I realized that answering questions about harvest in a faith perspective feels a little bit the same way. I can much easier talk about the soil and seeds of my faith and the gardeners that help to grow. But recognizing and appreciating the harvest in my own life, in my own faith, especially in this current stage of life, is hard. 
The other gardens that I continue to help cultivate need so much care. I can focus on the frustrations I have with the state of the world, the climate, the church. Looking at the harvest makes me think of a million and one things that still require a lot of work and time and energy. I need to pause with intention to see and appreciate the fruits of my faith. My faith has guided many of my decisions. The decision to be baptized, to become a member and an active participant in a church family, to serve locally and abroad on various occasions. My faith was and is, impro and is important in approaching my identity as a teacher and as a mother. It is part of who I am and how I see the world and interact with others in the world. The fruit of my faith is not just seen in the good or easy parts of my life either. Sometimes I think I can appreciate the harvest even more when I let go and realize that I can't do anything more and have to trust God. It's in those times, the times when it might look like I'm giving up, that I can actually see that I was allowing my faith to go to seed and that I may never fully know the end harvest. I long for a sense of hope and appreciation as we all consider the harvest in our lives. I wish that especially for our young people, that we would find more ways to celebrate the many fruits of faith that we can see both individually and collectively. There is so much work, so much frustration, so many weeds that get in the way of seeing the fruit. My daughter was at the climate summit last week at the end of convention. And after the morning session, she texted me saying, it is kind of sad to hear how the world is, but I hope we can do things to help. I celebrate the harvest expressed in those words and the many signs of hope that are around us and in us if we pay attention to them. Fallow. Seems like it could mean barren, dry, empty, maybe deserted. I checked Wikipedia and it says that it means to have been plowed and harrowed, but left unsown, unused for a time to restore fertility. Or, perhaps it's a period when nothing seems to happen. This word caused me to think of a period of tough years in the life of our family, when one of our children was going through a struggle with her mental health. I felt fallow, dry, abandoned, 
unable to feel God's presence or sense God's leading or purpose for the pain we were going through. It was an empty, exhausting time. All of my prayers felt full of desperation. What is happening? How can this situation be restored and fixed or made well? Where is God? Somehow, I don't remember how, I heard about a spiritual direction group that was beginning at a church near our home. I felt a nudge to join. Now, I'm not one of these people that feels that something good always has to come out of something difficult. But for me, this time was so important. I took my despair and desperation there and learned that I wasn't alone feeling lost or abandoned by God. This began a period of spiritual direction and contemplative guidance for me. It became a deep reconnecting time to a more real and honest faith. But maybe those years of fallow time were preparing me to experience something new, something that was being planted, ready to grow, to receive God in a new way.